Hi, this is Martin Casals, a.k.a. Marty the Moth from Lucha Underground, and you're watching the Oversell Podcast. It is episode 120. We're looking back at Elimination Chamber and talking all things professional wrestling. This is the Oversell Podcast! Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek, and Mike and Dan both could not be here tonight, so we had to make the hot tag to my friend Fred, joining us from uh, the land of Anheuser-Busch, because that's the only thing that came to my mind right now. He's in St. Louis. Uh, Fred, thanks for coming on the show and helping me out this week. Hey, no problem, man. And Harley Race said to tell you what's up. <laughs> Harley Race is making his chili, <laughs> and he's chasing around Owen Hart with a uh, stun gun. Uh <laughs> That's one of my favorite Owen Hart stories is he, like, spiked the chili with a bunch of hot sauce. And then um, Harley Race got really pissed off and uh, chased him with a taser. That's such a great rib, man. Have uh, you watched, rest in peace to Owen. Yeah, have you watched that Owen Hart DVD? That they, oh, yeah. The well, King of Hearts one? Yeah. Wasn't that a really good <clears throat> DVD? Phenomenal. It was one of the better ones. I mean, he's one of my favorites ever. And it's funny, too, because my buddy Casey, shout out to Casey McFall. Uh, he's a huge Brett fan. And anytime we would get into it, he would get so pissed off because I'm like, is it bad to say Owen was better? Like he was better on the mic. And I mean, really, he needed a little bit to get his own footing as a singles guy. But like Owen was better in a lot of people's opinion. Um, I don't know. That could be an interesting debate for another uh, time. But as far as like, yeah, as far as personality, charisma, mic skills, you have to give it to Owen. <clears throat> And you know, athleticism. At, yeah, he was more athletic. Brett was always a better ring general, uh, mat technician, yeah. and Brett really had the psychology of a match down too. You know, oh, absolutely. Um, you could uh, if you ask Brett. You know, whenever he got thrown into uh, a corner, most of the time he would go chest first because it doesn't make sense. Like, why would the body turn? You know, whenever Shawn Michaels wanted to do his skin the cat thing, Brett's like, why would a Bret Hart turn his back on Shawn Michaels? You know, he got, he just got that part of wrestling. So, you know, we could go all day as to, <laughs> but Owen was also funnier. Uh, he was king of the pranks. I love hearing the pranks that he pulled. Like they brought in pigs, I think for a pig slot match. And uh, uh, they were trying to figure out where to go, and Owen led them to where Vince McMahon's office was for the day. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, I'm sure Vince was, oh, <laughs> oh you got me good, you son of a bitch. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> but, yeah, one of my favorite DVDs, it's up there with ECW, the first oh, ECW scene. The that, that is the best. That And probably the original Monday Night War DVD. Those are, like, the top three DVDs that I've gotten to watch from the WWE side. Now I know you're like the king of wrestling DVDs, so we can't. I mean, <laughs> we could we could have a four hour conversation for wrestling DVDs that you you know with your PWG and your Kevin Steen shows and your Ring of <clears> Honors <throat> and all, all that stuff. I'm sure you have a pretty much a wall to your DVDs for wrestling, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely uh, chopped it down just to kind of convert them digitally because it was just taking up so much space. But, oh, yeah, there was a lot of lot of wrestling in the Mankind Cave. Dude, a funny thing, too, while we're talking about WWE documentaries, you remember the Batista one at all? I, I never watched the Batista one. Oh, my goodness. Everyone uh, listening at home or wherever you're at enjoying this wonderful podcast, do yourself a favor and try to get your hands on the Batista WWE documentary. I think it's called I Walk Alone. I'm not yeah, sure. That's, that sounds right. It is. Yes. Um, it, it's when he's talking about his upbringing in like DC. And I don't know where I can't like time mark exactly. Dude, it's so cheesy. So like, first of all, he's walking through DC and like his old stomping grounds. And, and I love Dave, but he's got on like the, <laughs> like a size medium jacket. It looks like it's just somebody took a roller brush and just painted the jacket onto his skin. And it's, it's just so kind of weird. Like he's just walking around this tight ass jacket. And then in, in the midst of this, they have like uh, workout 
scenes of him. Like, it, and it, I don't. It's like, is he in a boiler room match? Like, it's in this weird like boiler room thing, and he's like lifting weights and like, like looking at the camera, and like he's doing. I think he's doing like preacher curls, and he's doing these preacher curls, and it's like really zoomed in, where like his left nipple showing, and you're like. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch that with Dion and crack up and Dion would always say, get the nipple, make sure you get the nipple on this shot right here. It's the cheesiest thing. I love Batista. I, I, I think we took him for granted while he was in WWE. However, his documentary is so cheesy. So well, I, and just I, had to throw that out. And part of that is they're trying to make Batista at that moment, something he wasn't, he's not a white meat baby face. Um, no, if they would have had him come back as a heel for that and, and win that rumble, I had no problems with Batista winning that rumble that year. I'm not like the, the fat kid on the internet that gets upset at every year at the Roy Rumble. <laughs> the South Park meme. No, there's a, there look up fat kid gets upset at Royal rumble in like the year. The Rock beat CM Punk. Oh, I he, saw when he was like snapping DVDs and like busting stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, that's kid behind He's the like, camera. Don't film he, me. He does a, a vlog. It's the guy's hilarious. His grandfather, who was like the main centerpiece of the vlog, recently passed away. Um, but they had some funny moments, and then he got he freaked out when Batista won. He's like, "I better not have a D- Batista DVD in here." And I think he found the DVD you're talking about and <laughs> ripped it apart, and like. Batista, Batista left for three fucking years. It's it's it, you have to look at his Rumble Roy oh, Rumble freakouts. Yeah, um, we had a, a WWE pay per view this week. We can talk a little bit about it. It was the elimination. Sure. We don't have to talk about like every match because I really want to focus on two matches, actually three matches in the Rousey thing. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, opening up the show, I've got to do this. The women in that elimination chamber impressed me so much. They told they, to, they told stories. You know, you have many stories like Sasha Banks and Bailey. Um, they were smart, I think, with the match. You know, they took the risks when they needed to take the risks. And, you know, this, this really is, women's wrestling is really picking up in the WWE. And thank God, too, because they've ha- they have these workers right now. You know, it's too bad that, uh, who's Trish Stratus isn't in this era or Lita's in this era doing an elimination chamber match, but hats off to the ladies in that match for busting their asses, working working so fucking hard and telling stories through the match. Yeah. The days of the popcorn divas match are no more. And while I think the women's revolution was very forced and it didn't need to be because something magical was happening. Um, I really think that it's picked up steam. And and like I said, without Michael Cole telling us this is an important moment and this is the women's revolution, you know, Stephanie coming out and saying it 80 times, we're just seeing it happen, man. And man, even like Mandy Rose, shout out, you know what? Shout out to Mandy Rose right now. Uh, I used to kind of trash her like, oh, she just on Instagram taking pictures of her butt and like what she ate. She takes this seriously. And I, I mean, I'm not saying that she's the next (laughs) Trish Stratus, but she's got the most potential right now out of all the call-ups, which is crazy. She does. I, for some reason, man. For some reason, Sonya Deville to me just looks like a future star in the making too. There's something. Oh, that's no, oh no discredit to her either. She's she's great. The, uh, and you know you've got the established people, Sasha and Bailey, and you know Mickey James as you know as old as she is, and I'm not calling her like an old decrepit lady or something, but as old as She's she is. She's been killing it. Yes, yeah. Just, I think this run, after moving her to SmackDown to Raw, has been really good for her. Yep. Um, and then Alexa Bliss walks out, your champion, and cuts a promo. Oh, we, so good. We all thought the face turn was coming, and in the end, she got us, and it cut a damn good promo at the end of that match. And... I, you know, a lot of people, I, I've, I've got friends out there that were upset Sasha didn't win, but, you know, I think it's this is the moment you don't want Sasha to win. This match is no. it, this match no. is for the heels to retain their title in some sort of uh, way that's, you know, sets up a bigger match at WrestleMania. Um, but, yeah, Alexa Bliss, to me, since she's been on the main roster, I, th- I think this is just me talking here, and you can 
argue with me if you want to. We, you can discuss it with me if you want to. Uh, Alexa Bliss has done nothing but the right stuff on the main roster. 100%, absolutely. There's just there's just certain people, there's certain talents who they can they walk right into it and can, you know, it's just like certain wrestlers just show them a hold one time, they can lock the hold. Uh, you know, there's people who don't need a promo coach or lines written. Like, I'm sure Alexa Bliss just needs, like, five bullet points and she can grab a live microphone and make it happen. Uh, tell me if, you've see, if you see this in her, because I know you're a comic book guy and I know you like Batman and stuff and, like, the movies and whatnot. Is it just me, or do you get, like, a Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman vibe from her? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't get Halle Berry Catwoman vibe. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody remembers even <laughs> what that looks like, but... Um, no discredit to Holly Berry, but but yeah, like I can her, see it. I can see it. Her cadence, yeah, her cadence and like the make, just her whole swagger is just very Michelle Pfeiffer uh, from from you know Batman Returns. Like it's it's it works because she's like a smart ass, but it's almost like in a Freddy Krueger sense where you're supposed to hate her, but she's just so witty and good at being bad that you can't hate on her. Like it's entertaining, you know, even while she's bad. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, she she just has that going, man. And in there's people who th- don't think her in ring in ring work is that good. I mean, uh, she's a former gymnast, and however you want to slice it, or oh, that's not a sporter. You want to get oh, I was a wrestler, and I know you were a wrestler, and I'm not going to no, lump wrestlers no. into this, but I'm just saying people who are like it's not ballet. Like I hate that saying. Oh, it's not ballet. Ballet is really hard. Yeah, like you, you have do bloody it. toes and beat up and it takes a lot to do ballet so when people say stuff like that it's just i don't know but alexa bliss right now is your top heel she deserves to go to mania as champ and uh she's the she's the best heel one of the best heels in the company not just of women but male or female she is one of the best heels in the wwe period and especially after that promo I can agree to that, and she's actually, you know, pretty clear-cut heel. Unlike ever, her and Nia Jax are really the only clear-cut heels that I can think of in the WWE right now. Anyway, um, moving on, staying with the women, Oscar and Nia Jax. I mean, I I tell you what, I I love both of those women in the ring. Um, they got Nia over as as a force, you know, steal the. I'm not going to use the pun, irresistible force, but they got her over as a force to reckon with. You know, I know you lit you. Uh, one thing you've always uh, had credence to is, you know, Chris Hero said a match can end at any time, and I think they did yes. the right thing with Oscar getting that quick, you know, reluctant pin against Nia because how else do you beat a monster that's twice your size like that? Exactly, and you know, she used the chop the tree down method and whatnot, and I like that. Like some people were like, oh, it. You know, and I don't know if you heard this because I'm not really on Twitter or anything, but just like from different circles hearing that, oh, I didn't really like that match. I didn't like how it played out with them, too. And for the very same reason that you just gave her the credit, like that's exactly how it should be. Asuka's not going to get a decisive, you know, submission victory over Nia. I, I thought the finish was great. And I think they booked it perfectly, especially with Nia just just destroying the sound of her just just spearing her into that barricade oh, that was, such a, <laughs> was brutal it got and it worked and it got Nia over as a heel um it yep. got the crowd off their feet uh and it, it did every that match did everything it was supposed to do it got uh, it got Asuka you know over as a quick wit thinker if I, it, yep. if I'm just putting words out there um and I, I really love I really love both Asuka and Nia since they've moved to the main roster as well yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I, if there's one thing, though, that I could critique is just the appearance. Mm-hmm. And we all know whose fault that is, right? So, I mean, it's just falling on deaf ears to talk about it on the podcast because Vince Vince going to do what Vince wants to do. But the whole bodysuit thing, like, Nia Jax is beautiful. She is. She's not a plus-size woman or she's large and you got to give, like, why does she have to have this, like, medieval gimp suit that just doesn't flatter her? She could have a different ring attire that flatters her because she's very pretty, beautiful, curvy. Like, she's a beautiful woman. She She doesn't need to be, like, a freak. And I get it because you're the larger of the people on the roster. But, I mean, 
it's like I, there's someone we were watching it with was like, man, you know, someone tell Nia Jax that MVP wants his outfit back. And it was kind of funny, but it's upsetting at the same time because that's the one thing that when she comes to the ring, it's just it's an eyesore. And like I said, that's not me going, oh, she's bigger. No, trust me. I find beauty in everyone. And that the whole beauty standard, that's a total we could get out of a whole soapbox about it. But just accentuate her features instead of making her like, oh, she's a freak. She's going to wear this big black medieval leathery thing. Like it would just work so much better to just try something different. And I'm not a fashion consultant. I don't know what to recommend or throw out there. But God, doesn't there seem to be something a little different? You know, I, I don't know, man. I'm far from the fashion guy either. Uh, when I'm getting ready, I have to ask my wife, "Hey, what shoes do I need to wear with this with this sweater? Where are yeah. your brown shoes?" Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you on the Nia stuff. Um, uh, I'm I'm not gonna go deep into this match. The tag match, man, eh, it was a tag match. You know, there was you knew Titus Worldwide wasn't gonna win tag team titles. No. Um, yeah, that that was the obligatory Happy Black History Month. Here's a match. <laughs> uh, if you bring a beach ball to a wrestling show, I hate you. I do, and I I hope you twist your ankle walking out of the the arena. If you bring a beach ball, and that's all I really want to say about the Matt Hardy Bray Wyatt match. Oof, I mean that I feel so, I feel so bad for them. I mean, disrespecting people in the ring is just all all right together. I mean, at the Glory Pro show that I attended, I was pissed, and I wanted to just say, hey, because they wouldn't give us our chairs, but I didn't want to interrupt the match because I have respect for the people in the ring. It's the same thing there. Uh, you know, in the chanting, and I mean, what were some of the chants they were saying? Uh, to be honest, I kind of toned it out and, you know, just moved on from that match and... I we I know they said we want beach ball or something like that, which you know, get a clue, people. You're not there to play with a fucking beach ball. You're there to watch a wrestling match. Yeah, I mean, you got a legend, Matt Hardy. This is a guy who one year ago to almost to the month, everyone freaked out and marked out when when he and his brother Jeff came out. And that Hardy Boys music kicked. And then what a difference a year makes. And But I thought everybody wanted the delete, delete from TNA, which is a show apparently nobody watches, but they know the delete chant. <laughs> and then they get the delete stuff, and then they shit all over it. And, and granted, they could do a lot more with Woken Matt Hardy, and hopefully Jeremy Borash will help with that now that he's signed to WWE, because uh, that was his brain child apart with um, the Hardys. But... I mean, you wanted it, and that's the thing. Wrestling fans, as you know, are the most fickle human beings on earth. They are. They're the same yeah. people that chant women's revolution, and then they're chanting, you know, disrespectful things to women, or you know, saying macho man during a women's match, like JBL chants or whatever. It, it, they're so fickle. Um, you know that that makes me think of something I saw. Um. Chelsea, what's her last name? Is it Perkins? Chelsea Perkins. She posted a video of her going off on some douchebag that said some shit to her at a wrestling show. Oh, Chelsea show. Green. Chelsea yeah. Green. That's uh, it. That's that, it. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, she went off on some dude. And, you know, kudos to her. If you're not having it, point the asshole out. It, you know, if I was there, I, I would have laughed at the dude been like, you just got put in your place, sucker. Well, apparently her entire match, she was yelling stripper and take it off. That's just, that's just... Come on, man. This is why we and can't then, have nice yeah, things. Yeah, and then went to the concession stand like a pussy, apparently, to probably hide and, you know, eat his fifth pretzel of the day because he looked like a gargoyle. <laughs> and she got right in his face. Kudos to her for standing her ground and, like, not even just like, hey, screw you, pal, but, like, getting face to face with the guy. You have to do that to bullies. You just, you have to. You yeah. cannot cower and hashtag leave me alone. You have to get in that person's face and let them know how you feel. So, man, shout out to Chelsea Green. That was... That was pretty, pretty, man, pr pretty... So awesome. Pardon the pun, but pretty ballsy of her. Yeah, man, that's great. And I like seeing that stuff. You know, there's kids around and... I mean, the Glory Pro show I was at, this dude was cussing like a, you know, a trucker, and he had his kid with him all hugged up on him. I'm just like, oh, wrestling fans, man. Like, I can't defend them. Like, I feel like the blonde from the Munster family a lot of times when I go to some of these shows, dude. Like, 
dude, a bunch of creatures sitting around that don't have any fucking home training. That's their one night out a month is let's go to the wrestling show. Um, you, you know, know? At, le- you know at, least, at least the guy that wouldn't stop chanting Super Dragon tried to chant Super Dragon in Super Dragon's face, but, you know. See, yeah. that's legendary <laughs> stuff right there. And that, that guy is a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's still funny, though. Oh, I, yeah, he chants slurs and all kinds of stuff stuff at shows. The show, the PWG show that I was at, he got into it with Chris Hero a little bit. Um, See, that just doesn't seem like a good idea. Uh, no. <laughs> well, Chris Hero, well, the, the PWG 13th anniversary uh, show, this bald dude just, he kept chanting fuck hero and fuck chris hero chris hero sucks he's yelling it and it just it was at that one point where it was just like the record skipped and he's like fuck chris hero and the whole crowd's like oh and then of course they get a fuck that guy fuck that guy and hero (laughs) grabs the mic and's like no 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 give me a second and he looks at the dude and he's like hanging on the ropes and he goes are you a Make-A-Wish kid? Because you look like a Make-A-Wish kid. Are you here to see John Cena? Do you want to meet John Cena tonight? Owned. Complete. That's when you're... Just leave. There's no point in you. He stole your soul from you. There's no point. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on through it with Elimination Chamber. That was a good little diatribe. Um, yeah. Point, point of a, point of the, the point of the conversation is go to a wrestling show, put on your deodorant, Put on a little axe body spray or something like that, you know. There's there's this little gimmick called soap. What? You know, we'll play the Andy Kaufman for you. This is soap. What you do is you rub it over your body, you get it wet, you rub it all over because shaking hands with you is the most disgusting thing I've ever done in my life. Um, right. Uh, and it still stands true how many decades later. Ronda Rousey, I'm qu- doing air quotes right now, signed her contract. To be, to be a part of <laughs> a piece of paper that had like Helvetica forty eight with her name on it. I, I could have sworn I saw some, I, I could have sworn I saw some wingdings on it at one point. Like the last line was just wingdings, um, but oh, she's uh, but she is now officially a part of Raw. And you know when I first I, I was at the bowling alley while this pay per view was going on and I didn't have a good stream going. So when I first heard that Stephanie McMahon slapped Ronda Rousey. My first reaction was like, why would they have her? Why are they doing that to Rousey? I actually watched that segment today. That was beautifully done. It really was. Stephanie, you know, goes to the defense of her husband, slaps the girl, slaps Rhonda, and then her face like, oh shit, what did I just do? And Rhonda, the the facial, um, uh, what am I saying? Well, the. Facial body language, body language, facial mannerisms, everything like that was just perfect because, you know, Steph just had the look on her face like, oh, fuck, I just slapped Ronda Rousey. I'm getting the fuck out of here. And then (laughs) Rousey was like, this bitch just slapped me. She's about to die if she doesn't get out of here. So, and, you know, people, you know, the Internet was all over Ronda like, oh, you can't cut a promo. Shut up. Just shut your mouth. I thought she did good for her first promo in front of a whole wrestling audience, you know, big crowd there for the Elimination Chamber, you know, and and I think the next promo she cut on Monday Night Raw was even better. So, good. yeah, lay off geeks. She's being herself, and that's the kind of character we want from Ronda Rousey. We don't want Ronda, the intergalactic princess Rousey showing up. I am here to take over your planet. You know, we don't need dumb shit like that. I want Ronda Rousey saying, I'm here to hurt you, and then she goes and hurts you, and then that's it. Right? We don't need fucking Shakespeare. It's simple. It is simple. We don't know. We don't need, oh, poor York, we barely knew ye. We don't need her talking to the skull, right? Right, right. (laughs) Oh, theater. No, we don't need that. And to your credit, like you just said, that's perfect. That's all she needs to do. The facial expressions, like that stare down that she had at the end after she got slapped, I mean, that puts asses in seats. Yep. Just that stare. And, you know, as far as the in-ring stuff goes, the the jury will be out. We'll wait and see. I mean, if you can enjoy a Brock Lesnar match, I'm sure you can enjoy a Ronda match because you'll probably see Ronda a lot more than you'll see Brock. And we can get to that when we talk about the main event. But, no, um, I'm a Ronda supporter. And 
there you're just you're gonna get that stuff man you're gonna get the same people that said they were hyped about her when she gets out there as you said oh she can't go to promo but i thought you were excited about her signing you know and taking people's moments away like that's that was the big thing people complained about at the rumble dude i marked out at the end of that rumble again the reason why we're wrestling fans is to have those moments where you go oh shit and the water cooler talk the next day, dude. You see, Ronda Rousey came out. Hell yeah! That's what we watch it for. You, you know, so the fact that we got that was a blessing. And let's just see how it shakes out, man. It's been a couple weeks, a month. And you know, what really pissed me off was the people that when she signed was, oh, this would be a big deal two years ago. And my argument to that is, you really think Dana White is going to let her do a full time WWE program two years ago? Lighten up, dorks. Yeah, and even to piggyback off of that, it's funny, too, because how quick, again, with people being fickle, how quickly does one have to go from, like, she's the most badass woman of all time to, oh, she got knocked out twice, she's a loser, she sucks, she's overrated. She's a world-class judo champion. Yeah, those what Olympic- are you doing? Yeah. Oh, you're a world-class pork rind eater? Like, what are you doing? Have you ever even been into a fight? Have you ever even been slapped? Has someone even shoved you before? That's the beauty about fighting. Anybody can get their ass whooped. We've seen Brock Lesnar get his ass handed to him twice. And I don't care about the diverticulitis and all that shit you want to throw out. A fight's a fight. You come to win or you lose. That's the beauty of fighting. You either get your ass kicked or you get you kick someone's ass. That's just how it goes. So to discredit her because she got knocked out twice, that's the shit that I'm talking about. And especially from people who've probably never been in a fight before. It just, it means nothing. Yeah. Um, I, for, I had something else I was going to say. Completely forgot about it. But I am happy Ronda Rousey's in the WWE. I really am. And there's a chance for, you know, depending on, you know, if she ever does cross-promotion, pro, cross matches you know i can't wait to see her work with charlotte i can't wait to see her i want to see man a ronda rousey natalia match just let those two go that could be a lot of fun that could be a lot of fun you know there's also sasha and all those other ones so plenty plenty of fresh matches here for ronda rousey i think she's going to have a great wwe career i know it's we haven't seen her wrestle yet but i'm going to go i I don't give a shit i'll say it right now ronda rousey's going to have a good wrestling professional wrestling career Dude, and I say, I think it's going to be a slow build, but I can definitely see a long, slow uh, build, excuse me, for Charlotte and Rousey at next year's WrestleMania. I think they're going to really build that slowly. Uh, The seed was kind of planted when she kind of stared at everybody in the ring, you know, the three women. Mm -hmm. But I see Charlotte being the last of those women that she competes against. And, you know, I, I love I love the um, rationale of, well, they're not even letting her go after a title. I think bringing her in into a mixed tag match with two established great wrestlers that will that can coach her through a match yep. um, that to hide her weaknesses and display her strengths. And then Stephanie should be able to sell enough to make her look like a, a superstar to me. That's just me. Dude, I just had, and then that's a that's a great point. You know what else I thought about too, dude? One of my favorite matches back in the day. Remember the Lions Den matches? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, can dude can you imagine if they did like a Lions Den or like a back backyard lot like brawl, whatever those were, with Ronda? Like that's just now the wheels are turning. With like you could even introduce new matches or bring back some old matches that are kind of cool or stipulations that wouldn't have really worked with the diva model. But now that they actually have legitimate badasses in their company, you could really do that dude. Like even with Natalia, like just a fight with those two, like that would just be cool. So that opens up doors for that as well. How cool would it be for a Hollywood backlot brawl between Ronda Rousey and Mandy Rose? In the gold dust gimmick, like in Roddy Pike, it's per dude. Oh my god! See, hire to me. Quote Jr. Sauce it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag sauce it. My man Derek down in Memphis. Just give him the pencil. You fired Jimmy Jacobs for taking a selfie. Just hire Derek and I mean, we're I'll, off to the races here, man. Yeah, I'm ugly. I'm not ugly, or I'm not pretty enough to take selfies. So you don't have to worry about that with me. Um, <laughs> so that brings us to the main event of Elimination Chamber. Um, it was fun. 
it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the best. It wasn't like a Shawn Michaels winning an elimination chamber type of event because, you know, going in, we were pretty much, we were pretty sure Roman Reigns was going to win. Not that predictability is a bad thing. I'm not saying that. Um, but in this case, it kind of is, though, uh, in my opinion. Um, uh, one thing I'll say that they did, I think Braun Strowman, uh, they got him over very, very, very well. He, I think he had the most eliminations that anyone has ever had in an elimination chamber. I could five. be wrong. Yeah, f- five. Um, and I love that they let Elias start off in the ring. And <laughs> that was so great. That Dude, was awesome. how great would it have been if he was in the pod playing the guitar? Just the whole oh, match. What? See, there you go. Fred up in Indy slash St. Louis. Give him a pencil, too. Let him take his guitar in there and an- antagonize the people in the ring. Take Noxine off his game, you know? There's stories that they could tell. Absolutely. Yeah, just to, to those little nuances that can really just bring some oomph to a match, you know, just some kind of entertainment. Because I know we're in the entertainment business. We got to throw some more little nuances like that in there, just some more flair. That would have been hilarious. Yep, and it also sets him up to get a cheap elimination with the rest back turned and hit someone with a guitar as well. Yep. Yeah, there's that going yep, too. Exactly. So Roman Reigns is going to WrestleMania to headline it again, taking on Brock Lesnar. Uh, we'll, we will, I will be there in attendance. You will be as well. It's my first WrestleMania, and that kind of segue. It's going to segue into our next topic. Um, let's take a quick break. We're about thirty minutes in, and since Fred, you, 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 I've got you here. I'm going to ask you some questions about Mania weekend. But uh, oh, let's cool. let's take a quick break, and we will be right back. This is the Oversell Podcast. Well. Welcome back. Had to hit y'all with a little bit of lyrics there. Um, Fred, you've been through the WrestleMania weekend experience. This is going to be my first uh, Mania weekend. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. I want to tell you my schedule uh, that I've got uh, the Friday before WrestleMania. At noon, mm-hmm. we're going to prog- Progress Wrestling. I did, almost said Progress, but you guys say Progress. British style, yeah. Um, 8 o'clock, we've got the WWN Super Show, which is done oh, man. through, I think that's typically, that's just Evolve, right? Oh, it's everybody. Um, then uh, Saturday, we're going to Ring of Honor. And then Sunday, of course, we have WrestleMania. I think um, Saturday during the day, me and my cousin, we're going to try to sneak over to WrestleCon and walk around in there for a little bit. You know, pay forty bucks to get in, and you know, see what see what's going on over there as well. Um, plenty of stuff going on, um, and I'm going to ask you some questions. You, like I said, you've been to these shows before. Uh, what is sure. something I can expect, or anyone else going to their first Progress Wrestling show should expect? Ooh, so last year was my first Progress Wrestling event, and to me that. I'm a big PWG guy. The only way to explain it's like it's the British version of PWG. They're rule breakers. They're trendsetters. Um, it's just a very unique environment. And I, it always annoys me when PWG fans are like, we're the punk rock of wrestling. I'm like, eh, that's got to go to progress. I mean, Will Ospreay did an American Horror Story entrance, and I won't spoil anything else. I'll just put that out there. But... It's just, it feels like you're at a rock concert. It doesn't feel like you're at a wrestling show. Uh, When Jim Smallman comes out, the owner and founder of Progress, they play Metallica. And it just, everybody's banging on the barricade. It just, and he walks in the ring and just, you got to be there, man. It's just so surreal. Like I said, rock concert's the, the best way that I can describe it. And to have everybody in unison chanting the one rule of progress is don't be a dick and everybody's in there in unison and everybody's so cool at the shows. It's just progress. Not only is the wrestling showcase on that rock concert level, but just the people there too are really cool. Like it's just a cool crowd of people that are just there to see awesome wrestling. Uh, I know at that show I'll be sitting in general admission and your tag team partner from the American Males is going to be sitting in general admission with me. Ryan Drosty. American Males. That's yeah, right. Shout out to Ryan, man. Uh, we're going to be, uh, he's going to be the Ryan, the man behind Top Rope uh, Nation. They're bringing their, they brought, just brought their podcast back. 
at Top Rope Nation on Twitter, Top Rope Nation or TopRopePress.com, one of those two. I'm sure one of them points to the other. Um, Ryan is just a good dude, really cool, and I always like talking. It's going to be cool to get to see Ryan. It's going to get uh, be cool to see Fred while we're down there. It's going to be cool to see our buddy Shaggy, you know, and there's going to be all I – mean, I'm just really excited for that weekend. Um, the next show is the WWN Super Show. It's 8 o'clock uh, Friday night. It's going to be at this. I think it's at the same place um, that Progress is going to be doing their show, which I, f- I find crazy because they're doing a Progress show at noon. At 4 o'clock, I think they have a Evolve show. And then at 8 o'clock, they're going to have a WWN show. So the people working those, I'm sure, just are going to get loads of overtime that day. But um, as far as like WWN, WWN Super Show, I think it's called Mercury Rising. Um, what should we expect from that? The WWN Super Show, uh, like I said, it, there, there's Evolve people there. But, I mean, they're bringing in people from Japan and... Uh, you know, other wrestlers and whatnot uh, to put on just kind of like an all-star card. And if you go back and look at the cards of the past, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Uh, Just the type of matches that we've been blessed with. Uh, Kevin Steen uh, had an insane match uh, the last time they were in New Orleans. But here you got Zack Sabre Jr., who was defending the Evolve Championship against Sawa. So if if you don't know who that is, just go to YouTube and just punch in M U N E N O R I S A W A, right? And so uh, they got Dasuki uh, Sakamoto, who's taken on Keith Lee for the WWN Championship. So you have these two Japanese stars that, outside of New Japan, if you're just a New Japan watcher for Japanese wrestling, you, those names won't really ring a bell to you. These are highly respected, great workers. And uh, like I said, go to that YouTube machine, type those names in if you want to get your research in before that Mercury Rising show. But that's the co-main event. And uh, the current Evolved Tag Team Champions, Chris Dickinson and Jock, are taking on the team of Ringkampf, which is Walter and Timothy Thatcher. That one may steal the show, but... There's also Matt Riddle taking on Will Ospreay. That is going to be an insane match. So you are lucky for having tickets to that show. I envy you for uh, You know, for I, that. we were going to do the 4 o'clock Evolve show, and then I got this email from WWN. I'm like, I called my cousin like, dude, we are going to this WWN Super Show. I'm not missing. Uh, this, is a, this, is, this, whole, this whole card. It's going to be my first time seeing Keith Lee wrestle. It's the first time seeing Saber wrestle. Uh, Walter and Timothy Thatcher, first time seeing them wrestle. Matt Riddle and Will Ospreay, first time seeing them wrestle. All these guys, first time seeing them live. I'm not passing. I was not passing up the opportunity for that. Now, granted, the four o'clock Evolve show before it, you got Riddle taking on Sekimoto. You have Chris Dickinson and Travis Banks. Uh, let's see. Well, hold on, I'm, I'm reading wrong. Jaka and Sawa taking on Darby Allen versus Walter at that 4 o'clock card. Keith Lee versus Austin Theory. Uh, A.R. Fox from uh, Lucha Underground DJ versus DJZ versus Jason Kincaid, who um, Dan actually knows Jason Kincaid. He's an up-and-coming wrestler out of Tennessee, uh, over on the other side of Tennessee. And, oh, I didn't know he was from Tennessee. Yeah, he, he does good work, man. He's awesome. Uh, you got Tracy Hot Sauce Williams with Stokely Hathaway. That'll be a fun match. I really do. I think that will be. And then Timothy Thatcher versus uh, Dominic Gemini. So, I mean, it was hard to check, but as soon as I saw Riddle and Osprey, I'm like, well, that pretty much changed my mind as to what we're doing that day. So, I'm pumped. And that's the yeah, and that's the beauty of Mania, man. Uh, that that whole weekend, you're just you're getting matches that only for that weekend that are just very special, once in a lifetime kind of. Oh man, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, the only only one thing I'd love to see is I wish I could have seen um, Ethan, all ego Ethan Page some at some point while I was down there, but it doesn't look like that. Well, you, may well, you can if you go to the Impact show. Which did you hear that breaking news today? Yeah, the, the Impact M- show, Impact versus uh, Lucha Underground, right? Yes. So if you want to see Ethan Page there, just go to the Lucha Underground versus Impact show on Friday night, and I believe it's at nine p.m. Well, see, I'll be at the Evolve show. I'll be at the WWE yeah. Super Show. So, 
if you're going to go, let me know how it is. I'm sure that's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Um, I'm actually going to go screen the room with my wife because Tommy Wiseau is going to be there doing Q&A and meet and greets. And if you have not seen the room, it has nothing to do with wrestling. It's just the best, worst movie of all time. And it just so happens to be <laughs> showing in New Orleans with the director and the main actor who are in the film. So we're actually going to take a wrestling break and go go do that, me and my wife. So very cool. Looking forward um, to that. Now, um, for those that may not know, and this is, and I'm in this conversation um, before these progress before Super Show. Um, do they usually typically do meet and greets? So here's how it worked out last year. I don't know how it'll compare to this year. At Progress, when you go in, you uh, the line's pretty decent. I mean, you're going to wait probably 20 minutes to get in, depending on how early you get there. Uh, no food or drinks in the, the venue. I learned my lesson with that uh, in my backpack because they search bags. They, they do a full search going in there, so pack wisely. And then once you get in there, there's like the main entrance and they'll have like progress shirts, like just the actual brand, like the Fed. Yeah. They'll have like a different mix of DVDs and shirts and whatnot. And then when you go in, uh, you'll have the seating and whatnot in the ring, but they'll have wrestlers that are out there. Now, do keep in mind that depending on the popularity of the person, you might not get to meet them before the show uh, because Mustache Mountain was there last year and they wouldn't even let us take pictures. We had to wait until the end of the show because they knew the line would be nuts. Mm. What was really cool is Jimmy Havoc was there, who that was my go-to pride. Love Jimmy Havoc. Mm -hmm. And at his table, he very politely, even though he's the biggest asshole character in progress, he very politely turned and was like, I'm just going to check out this match here. But after the match, I'll take pictures and sign. So while there's matches going on, there will be wrestlers at their tables with merch. But if it's during a match, you kind of have to wait until the match is over to sneak in and get a meet and greet opportunity. So the best bet is just plan wisely, get there early so that you can knock all that stuff out and you're not trying to, you know, squish in between matches to try and meet your favorite progress guy. So that's the, the best bit of advice I could give on that. What about for the Super Show? Uh, for the Super Show, I mean, typically at Evolve events, it's uh before the show only kind of deal uh you might be able to stick around afterwards because the wrestlers just kind of hang out and like get their stuff together um and all the evolved shows i've ever been to that's i mean i i randomly talked to a handful of different people moose was eating buffalo wings with me and laughed and said <laughs> what's up and like what's up moose and we were just eating some wings and so uh yeah it's it's interesting it's a very casual evolve is it is professional and Gabe does a good job with them, but it's also kind of just casual. So you go in, you, there's merch, there's merch tables. Um, I, I don't see that show being as hectic as far as getting autographs and merch as it will be for progress. I think okay. that's the, okay. that's the hot ticket um, evolve. You probably have a better chance of just at the beginning of the show, just getting all your stuff knocked out and getting to your seat. But with progress, that's a in demand <laughs> company so you're going to want to get there early to meet these people so yeah for that evolve show i am going to do everything i can to um, get a picture and an autograph from matt riddle uh, he's one of my favorite independent wrestlers right now and i'll be damned if i'm not going to get his autograph he's a sweetheart man and his merch is always great he's got like ninja turtles and altered beast and <laughs> the coolest like the budweiser king of bros his merch is great um, and he's with Suplex now too. So if you're a Suplex clothing fan, there's going to be a lot of those Suplex shirts okay. uh, for sale at the show, which you don't have to pay for shipping from the UK over to the state. So twenty bucks gets you a, a really cool wrestling shirt from the UK, which it's a hot commodity as well. Those shirts sell out fast. So yeah, it's, it's good stuff, man. Uh, my first ever Ring of Honor show that I'm going to get to attend. Um, same question. First you know. ever. Man, damn you for not going to Memphis. Yeah, I know, right? Disrespectful. Uh, yeah, well, they go to Nashville, and I just I hate Nashville Whee! that much. Um, meet and greet before the show, yes? So, Ring of Honor, with Supercard of Honor, it's a little bit different. Okay. Uh, regular Ring of Honor shows, they'll only give you like four or five wrestlers and they announce it ahead of time. 
hey, we're going to have Marty Scroll, the Bucks, Will Ospreay, and Dalton Castle. So come meet them from, you know, three to five. At Supercard of Honor, they're going to have what's called Festival of Honor, and it's an entire day of events. And I read this year's uh, agenda, and some of the stuff sounds hilarious on paper, and I have no idea what it'll entail, but there's like a, a seductive afternoon with Dalton Castle, or just something just hokey like that. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what that is, but they're going to do Q and A's. Um, last year at the Supercard in Orlando, you actually got to take a picture in front of the entrance ramp. Like you got to stand up there, Thank like you. you were coming out of the ramp. So that was really cool for those people who got to take those pics. Um, but it, there's going to be a ton of autograph sessions um, they pretty much align them in that, in a, what, you know, the hallway that whatever uh, venue they're at this year, um, they're just lined up out in the hall away from the ring and the seats and all that. So you'll kind of be away from, from that madness. But again, when it comes to ring of honor and it comes to getting in line for autographs, uh, it'll be timed. So you may miss out on the certain wrestler that you want, depending on the time. So make sure that you check ROHwrestling.com. And make sure you look at the time slot because it's going to be an all afternoon event leading up until bell time. Um, I know woman of honor tournament is going to be happening there too. So uh, a former WWE talent, Emma will be there. And uh, to Neil. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some other folks, Brandy Rhodes and so on and so forth. So they're going to be having matches. So it'll be, it'll be really cool. But when it comes to the autographs for ROH and for Supercard. You have to to make sure you're checking times. And if it says, hey, Marty Skrull's at 2, you probably want to get there at like 1230. Like okay. you want to plan. So what's crazy is last year, the Bucks line was like four times as long as the Hardys. Wow. So if you're a Bucks, Young Bucks guy, or you've never met them and want to meet them, you need to get in line with them first before you meet anybody else because you're going to be waiting so a long time. With the Festival of Honor, does that come with your uh, Ring of Honor tickets? Yeah, there's no special pricing okay, or anything. Cool, you cool. can just walk right in with oh, your ticket as long as you you know you got your tickets handy. Uh, okay, get cool. Access into the event. Good because let's see, they're doing a Bullet Club panel at twelve thirty, uh, the Kingdom Conspiracy Town Hall at one twenty five. 205, they're doing a Women of Honor panel. 255, an intimate afternoon with ROH world champion Dalton Castle. Um, Best Friends Challenge featuring Beretta and Chucky T versus Colt Cabana and Ian Riccoboni. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Versus Silas Young and Beer City Bruiser. And then at 445, ROH champions panel. Exclusive meet and greets. Let's see. More than 30 people. More than 30 wrestlers representing Ring of Honor, Women of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling will be scheduled throughout the day for meet and greet sessions, including ROH champion Dalton Castle, the cleaner Kenny Omega. That's who I, that's, that's, I had two goals this weekend. Three goals, three goals, three goals. To get a Matt Riddle autograph, to get a Kenny Omega, I have an autograph, but I want a personalized autograph, and to get a uh, Daniel Bryan autograph on my um, Occupy Raw shirt. That's so great, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, noon festival of honor, the six thirty. So I think I think I'll talk to my cousin. I think I'd rather go to this than um, go to WrestleCon because it sounds like this would be more fun anyway, and we're going to be at that that anyway. Yeah, I mean, you got Kenny Omega, you got Kota Ibushi, who I've never met, never been able to meet, um, and then Hiroshi Tanahashi. So oh. these are three huge New Japan gets, and they're not even done announcing. They may even announce some more people. I got my fingers crossed um, on some other people because Minoru Suzuki is going to be there for Rev Pro. Um, he's the tag team champ currently with um, Zack Sabre Jr., uh, members of Suzuki Gun. So they're going to be at Rev Pro, and so he'll already be there. So it's like, why wouldn't you use him for Supercard? And Thursday is the High Spots WrestleCon Super Show with the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, taking on best friends, Chuck E.T. and Trent, and Jeff Cobb taking on Tomohiro Ishii. Wow. That's a hell of a That's a phenomenal show. So hopefully Ishii and um, Suzuki will be there as well. So fingers crossed. And then we've got Mania Weekend. Uh, I know it's going to be a ton of people. 
I know it's going to be very hectic. I'm probably need to eat a lot beforehand, so I'm not trying to fight the crowd to go to the concession stand at all. Uh, with where me and my cousin are sitting, I'm going to need binoculars, but that's fine. Uh, 20 set of binoculars, let you see everything, brother, you know. Um, Ants in a, in a shoebox is what I like to say. <laughs> uh we uh and then you know i'm i'm just really excited for that weekend there's gonna be so much going on so much wrestling that i you know memphis the once former hallmark of professional wrestling uh you know gets none of these shows so i had to take advantage and get to as many as i could so you know i'm, I'm thankful for yeah. my cousin's wife for pretty much giving him a hall pass for the weekend uh <laughs> So, so he's gonna enjoy the women of honor, and <laughs> right? Since he's got a hall pass, he's gonna shoot, take his shot. No, 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 no. no, no he's, but it's fun. That that's funny. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a great time. It's gonna be great to hang out with friends who I haven't had a chance to hang out with yet. So I'm really looking forward to that weekend. Um, I think that's actually. There's one other thing I want to talk to you about. Did you see the news about um, Chikara, Fred? No, I did not. So um, Ryan Satin reported this, and at the next, um, let me find it. They're doing their trios tournament. Yeah, or what? Whatever. King of trios. Yeah. King of trios, and one of the teams. Uh, let me find it. He just. I thought he just put that out. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. So there's going to be an uh, a Nexus reunion. Uh, and it's going to be um, Michael Tarver, Darren Young, and uh, Justin Gabriel are teaming together as a trio in that tournament. Nice. So, yeah, King of Trios. I mean, they they had Bullet Club, they had the Bucks and AJ, they had Mustache Mountain last year. They they always bring at least one huge notable trio. They had the BWO. Um, in years past, so you know, I'm not a big Chicago guy, but if you're just casually into it, King of Trios is definitely the shows to watch. Wasn't your buddy Ben it kind of big into Chicago? Chicago? No, okay. not really. Okay, I mean, kind of for the same reasons as me. Um, but we do have friends that are huge. I mean, hey, Chicago, that's where Dalton Castle had that sailor gimmick. I forget which um, what his name was. It's like a real funny word, uh, name. Uh, Chuck Taylor, that's where he kind of made his name to mm-hmm. start. So there are some great talents there. Ruby it's just Riot, it's right? a lot to digest, and it's a very kid-friendly character base. Like, if you like the 90s new generation WWE with the goon and all that stuff, like, like that's kind of what Chikara is. And, I mean, it's entertaining. It's fun stuff. It's just not my cup of tea, you know. Didn't Ruby Riot come from Chikara? Oh. You know what? I'm Lo- not Lo- sure to be honest. Lucy with you. Loveless. Who was Loveless? Loveless. Yeah, Loveless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Lucy Loveless so or something like that. Then, yeah. I think that was her. yeah, that yeah. was her. She came out of Chikara and yeah. I think another um, person in WWE slash NXT, a women's wrestler, is either that or maybe she's not on NXT yet. I don't know. But yeah, I think Ruby Riot came from Chikara as well. So it shows you that you know, for every goofy independent show, there are stars. So don't take it light. Don't take anything lightly. Um. I can't Want really some think. more Manny advice, Derek? Yeah, yeah, man. Use your money wisely. Yeah. Don't don't spread yourself out too thin for that week or weekend. Like, I'm coming Thursday. I'm actually going Thursday to Thursday, so it's more than a weekend. But just plan ahead, you know. Uh, sometimes when you order food, they say, what, your eyes were bigger than your stomach. That's kind of like with wrestling. You're like, oh, I'm going to go to 18 shows in four days. And then, like, the third day, you feel like you're dying. Right. You know? yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. No sleep. You're dehydrated. Uh, you're eating a bunch of bullshit food. You're just, you don't feel well. Plan your, spread your schedule out. Um, depending on where you're at, do something non-wrestling related. It's easy to get burned out that weekend. Yep. So, you know, this year's in New Orleans. Go look at the cemeteries or, you know, go to the different museums and the cool stuff they have there. Hell, go to Cafe Dumont, get some beignets. Uh, just go on bourbon with you know a bunch of people that smell like just, barf. I mean, do whatever yeah, just, you just want, but just try plug. to break it up a little bit. And uh, when it comes to Mania Day, just drink a lot of drink a lot of water. I know there's mm-hmm. people that are going to be real heavy on like, yeah, we're going to get messed up on yeah, the day of I'm Mania. Not, I'm not Mania there, is like a 12 hour show. Now. Right, right. 
It's not worth and pl- it. Plus, I got like dro- garbage. Yeah. Plus, I got to drive back to Memphis Monday, so there's no way in hell I'm gonna overdo. I think with our schedule, you know, the two shows Friday, and they're you know one is at twelve, the other is at eight, so we have time in between. You know, to kind of get something to eat and chillax, and then go to the next one. And they're in the same perfect. They're in the same place too. Then the one show Saturday with going to, and then trying to figure out, you know, when to go to the Festival of Honor, and then Mania on Sunday. I think I think our schedule is pretty uh, was pretty well thought of. So you know, it, I'm not going. You know, I'm not. I know you're going to Joey Janela's Spring Break Midnight. That's the, a midnight show. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that now that would that would do it for me that would kill me the whole weekend if i went to that thing and Mm -hmm. stayed up all night so yeah and i mean it's um when it comes to that stuff like i said you just get as much get as much sleep as you can i know it's kind of difficult because you're so excited and you got all these different shows but like you're doing it right you're planning out shows with a (laughs) good chunk of time you know in between um and there's going to be some things you're going to miss you know even like takeover we're going to be at a supercard of honor Takeover is going to be done by the time we get out of there. So definitely keep that in mind. You're going to have to tell some people to keep it spoiler free. But uh, yeah, we're going to watch Takeover probably Sunday morning before Mania. But cool. Um, cool. Another thing about New Orleans, too, is uh, watch out where you park because they are known to throw boots on your tire. Oh, so my, my you don't cousin, want to come out of your show right. to a yellow boot on your my, tire and you're my, screwed. My cousin lives down there, so I'm sure he knows the ins and outs of where to park for everything. So, well, to whom it may concern that's listening yes, yeah, out yeah, there yeah. as well. That's attending. Maybe. For our six, yeah. <laughs> for our six listeners out there. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I kid, I kid. Times a thousand. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Um, that, I, the, I think that the second half of this show is just incredible. Thank you for the information you've brought. And, you know, hopefully um, if you're going down there for mania for your first time, like me, um, you're listening to this and Heaton. Uh, every warning and yet hearing every um, possible thing that could happen during Mania Week. Fred, I thank you for that. Uh, be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. You can follow me. I'm at Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K-O-V-E-R-S-E-L-L. Uh, you know, Fred's not big into the social media. You can find him if you want to. Just look up Fred Feltner if you want to, but he's not really big there. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and also... Um, uh, check out oversellpod.com and check out the Amazon link right underneath the main player. Uh, you can shop for anything on Amazon, and you're helping out this podcast when you do it. And as we like to end every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, Fred, I'm going to ask you, who is your Superstar of the Week? <sighs> I got to go with Little Miss Bliss, man. I mean, she pulled it out of that chamber. The chamber, The women's chamber was the best show on the pay-per-view uh, definitely better than the men's chamber and that post-match promo she cut she is a bona fide heel she's she's the best at what she does so alexa bliss is my superstar of the week uh let's see let's see i i'll I try not to copy um did i steal your thunder no no not at all not at all um you know what mm-hmm. Uh, I I kind of want to go Braun Strowman just for his for his um yeah for what he absolutely. did. I think that's who I'm going to go. With. Braun call. Strowman. I think he had a great showing in the Elimination Chamber, and it's going to be interesting to see where they go for Mania and where everyone goes for Mania because the, there's a lot of questions in the air as to who's going to face what. So we'll see all that in the next coming weeks. But I don't really have anything else to talk about. Fred, thank you so much for making the hot tag and coming on the show and helping me out. Hey, anytime, man. I'd love to be on. I'm ready for another trivia segment too. Yeah, well, I don't, don't, I don't, don't, just don't kick our asses like that. We we need to. <laughs> we'll have to throw it. Uh, Chris is. I've already said Chris is supposed to be getting me dates on the next time he's going to be able to do it. Um, I'm gonna. I may have to tell him like you may have to throw some heat in these questions because if Fred and Ryan team up against us again, I don't want to get beat that bad. Yeah, why are there like five re- uh, Memphis wrestling rounds? <laughs> <laughs> why are they worth quadruple the points for Memphis questions? <laughs> why is this all USWA questions? I cannot handle this. <laughs> oh, man. Folks, we are going to get out of here. You've been listening to the Oversell.